Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good morning, everyone. It is Saturday, March the 12th, 2022. It is currently 9.56 a.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the empty sanctuary of Victory Baptist Church, located right here in the middle of nowhere, Texas. And from the middle of nowhere, Texas, we are going to turn our spotlight on once again, and we're going to shine it on a Christian podcast. This is a series where we are trying to, well, try to show you, try to turn the spotlight onto different Christian podcasts so that you can hopefully get the most of all of the different Christian podcasts that are out there. We, we were really focusing on at the beginning, really, okay, this is one I listen to, this is one I listen to, and I, I think some people may be a little confused. Let me make it very clear. I'm turning the spotlight on and saying, look, like I'm shining it on a, a Christian podcast, like, hey, here's one to consider. Hey, go subscribe to this one or go listen to this one. It doesn't mean necessarily that I agree with everything about these podcasts, but I just want you to be familiar with them, listen Remember, I listen to Christian podcasts I agree with. I listen to Christian podcasts I disagree with. One, because I like to be challenged. Two, because I like to know what's going on in the world of Christianity. So there's, there's, I know in our culture in 2022, it's very common for people to basically place themselves in a bubble so that all they hear and all they read and all they see is what they already agree with. But if all you hear, read, and see is what you already agree with, well, there's no opportunity for you to be challenged. There's no opportunity for you to be corrected. You've got to hear different perspectives. Not only that, that kind of keeps you, that, that, that doesn't really let you understand what's happening outside of your little bubble. There is a world outside of your bubble. There are perspectives outside of your bubble. And I know this may come as a shock to many of you, you're not always right, okay? I know this may come as a shock to many of you, but you're not infallible. We're all fallible. So when I hear different perspectives, it challenges me to, to rethink my own. It, it challenges me to, to go re-examine my perspective. Now, after I re-examine my perspective, I may come back and even be more convinced that I have the right perspective and what I just heard was wrong, but the challenge is still beneficial because it makes me re-examine, re-look. So we turn the spotlight on and we point, point them to different podcasts that are out there. And I'm trying to find podcasts that may not be as well known. Maybe some that, you know, you, maybe you won't just naturally stumble upon. Look, there's some Christian podcasts you're just going to find. You just start looking for Christian podcast, or you're looking on the Edify Christian podcast app, or you go to many of the different podcast apps and look under the religion or spirituality section. There's just certain ones that are going to be, look, here you go. Here's Joel Osteen. Here you go. Here's another one. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Someone just said that their wife, and they were talking about this very thing last night. All right. So, well, that's good. Hopefully, uh, Hopefully, whoever, I don't know if it was the wife or the husband, whoever is agreeing with me was right. Whoever whoever was disagreeing with me was wrong. Okay, I'm just joking. All right, but I think it's very important to, to listen and hear different perspectives. It's just so very important. I try to do this even in my preaching is if whatever we're talking about or discussing, many times I will bring in, here's five different views. Here's six different views on this subject. Because I want us to realize, one, there's these different perspectives, and then re-examine our perspective. And I'm willing to change my perspective whenever it is necessary. So just remember, this series has been, the whole goal here is to say, hey, here's a Christian podcast, go listen to it. That doesn't mean everything on it is, I agree with. In fact, in the last Christian podcast that we turned the spotlight on to, in fact, we took I think maybe two or three episodes, we turned our, the spotlight onto the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. The Fundamental Baptist Podcast. And there, there was plenty on there that at times I was a little irritated and frustrated by, but I still want people to subscribe to it and listen to it. But it's because of what we discussed in those episodes about that podcast that brings us to today's episode. Now, I know it's been a little while. 
so it's it's just amazing how fast times time moves forward. I, I will we will discuss something. And I'll be like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna return to that. We're gonna come back to that. We need to do something. And then the next thing I look, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. We've done like 30 episodes about things completely different. But if if you remember, or maybe you don't because you haven't heard anything from this series, but on February the 19th, 2022, February the 19th, 2022, we did episode Christian podcast podcast spotlight part seven. Christian Podcast Spotlight Part 7. That was on February the 19th, 2022. And that episode, we concluded our look at the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. Now, obviously, there are plenty of other episodes we could review and we could analyze, but the, the key was just to let you know that it's out there. Now, one of the frustra- frustrating things about that, I think we did two parts there reviewing their, their podcast, is they kept talking about another podcast. They, they, in a sense, were reviewing another. So we were reviewing a podcast that was really reviewing another podcast. The difference is when we review a podcast, when we talk about a podcast, we actually play the audio of the podcast we're talking about. We give you the name, we play the audio, and we try to ensure that we review like everything that was said so that we cannot be accused of misrepresenting or taking anything out of context. When I do a sermon review, I don't just don't take one clip from a sermon because that's not necessarily fair because you want the whole, you want that pastor's, his whole perspective to be heard and then we can take it apart and we can analyze it. Now, these episodes, whenever we do these reviews, take a long time like uh, the, the one when we reviewed the Fundamental Baptist podcast, I think it took two episodes and each episode was over an hour. So two plus hours to do that. So sometimes when I'm here and I'm like, okay, I need to review, we need to turn on the, the Christian, you know, we need to put on the spotlight again on another Christian podcast. I'll have to look and go, wait, that's, that's gonna take like three hours to do that. And so that's sometimes why there is a delay. But and those two plus hours, again, what was frustrating is they, they were mentioning a podcast, but they wouldn't give us the name. They kept giving us quotes from the podcast, but the quotes, there was definitely no context. Like They also said this, and they also said this, and they also said this, but it wasn't like, they weren't like reading a transcript. They were just taking quotes that they heard and then criticizing it, but they were criticizing something that we could not hear. So I was like, well, this... This is frustrating because if you're going to talk about it, let everyone know what you're talking about so that everyone can go listen to it for themselves so they can hear your perspective, they can hear that perspective. That's the way to do it. So I I was really frustrated and, you know, I, I, I didn't really know what to do. But one of our listeners, who's a part of our Discord channel, well, th- that person decided to contact the Fundamental Baptist podcast and say, hey, what? What podcast are you talking about? What podcast are you criticizing? What podcast are you are you saying believes all of these things? And I really did not believe it was going to happen, but they emailed the person back and gave them the name of the podcast. And I was like, well, great. Let's do this. Let's spend some time turning the spotlight on the podcast that the Fundamental Baptist podcast was criticizing anonymously, okay? They were criticizing without giving its name. Let's go learn about this podcast. So that's what we're going to do today. The podcast in question is called The Gospel Perspective. The Gospel Perspective. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I have never heard of this podcast. I didn't even know this podcast existed. But let's look something up really quick. I didn't even think about doing this. I'm going to... Type in, see, the gospel, the gospel perspective. I'm going to see here, uh, see if we can find some information about this podcast. Yes. Okay. The gospel perspective. It is. Okay. It's not uh, ranked. Okay. I was going to look up the podcast and try to give you some information about like how, um, uh, you know, how how popular this podcast is, how influential this podcast is, but it's not, 
it's not even ranked. It's not ranked. So, uh, yeah, that that's not a bad thing. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not criticizing it in any way, shape, or form. But it is not ranked. I, what I, uh, in fact, let me look here just to make sure that the the rankings are still working correctly today. I'm going to make sure. I'm going to look up our podcast, make sure that everything is still working correctly. Here we are. Um, okay. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. We're, we're our rank there. We're, we're our global rank is in the top ten percent. So we're in the top ten percent. So the rankings is working correct today. The just this podcast doesn't have any ranking. That's okay. There's nothing bad about that. I'm not in any way, any way criticizing it. I'm not looking down upon it because that it's there are lots of podcasts out there that may not have been ranked on the global charts or anything like that. That doesn't mean they're not important. That doesn't mean they're not influential because there's still people listening to them. So that's probably why I haven't seen it and it's probably why it hasn't shown up anywhere yet. But that doesn't mean Six months from now, they're ranked higher than we are. It doesn't mean that five months from now, they won't be ranked higher than we are. I just, I just wanted to see how, how influential this podcast could be. So it's a smaller podcast. Uh, it's called The Gospel Perspective. And clearly, there's something on this podcast that really bothered the people of the Fundamental Baptist podcast so much that they, well, criticized and, and took it apart without obviously then giving its name, which again, I don't know why they would do that. If we look up the information about the gospel perspective and we go to the about section, the about section says this, the gospel perspective, uh, the gospel perspective is a media ministry dedicated to bringing the viewpoint of grace and teaching the new covenant to those who have yet to discover their freedom in Jesus Christ. We believe that the scriptures are to be rightly divided and interpreted as intended by God. Now let's stop right there. I I I I have to laugh a little bit here because if if you've been a Christian for any length of time, if you've studied church history, or if you just listen to a lot of Christian podcasts and listen to a lot of sermons, everyone believes everyone believes that the scriptures should be interpreted as God intended. There's no ministry out there that's going, hey, let's interpret the scriptures in a way which God did not intend. Everyone says that. What you have to sometimes kind of, maybe it, it discourages me. It's depressing to me. Everyone believes the scripture should be interpreted as God intended, yet no, Christians can't agree literally on anything. Because, I mean, look, the Fundamental Baptist podcast clearly disagrees with the gospel perspective. The gospel perspective would clearly disagree with the Fundamental Baptist podcast. Here I am in the middle here trying to review both, and there's a very good chance that I'm going to disagree with both of them. But if we were to take all three podcast hosts and co-hosts, and they both of these podcasts, they have teams. I don't have anybody. It's just me, myself, and I just sitting in an empty room. But if we were to take everyone from these three podcasts, all of us would say, yes, the Bible should be interpreted as God intended. Right? Everyone would say that, but then we would all still disagree. Here's the question. Right? And I'm, I know we're a long ways from reviewing this, but this, this just to me is an interesting subject. How did God intend the scriptures to be interpreted? Everyone thinks they know, but how did God intend them to be interpreted? When I open my Bible... I don't, the Bible doesn't lay out, here's the hermeneutical rules to follow. I think to, to me, the best we can do is the Bible is obviously, it's in written form. So we have to apply the same principles of interpretation to the Bible that we apply in interpreting any written communication, any book. We, we use those same, we have words, we have sentences, we have structure, we have chapter, we have we have a book. They're like some of those basic principles that we use to interpret anything would be used to interpret the Bible. I just find it interesting that, that hey, we believe the Bible should be intended as or should be interpreted as God intended. Well, congratulations. Everyone would say that. Do you have some special insight in how God expects you to interpret it or how God intended it to be interpreted? All I can do is say, well, it's I'm holding a Bible right here. It's it's written. 
it's, 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 it's in written form. So how do I interpret all things that are written? How do I interpret any book? I gotta, uh, well, I've got to understand what type of literature is it? Is it historical narrative? Is it a parable? Is it apocalyptic? Uh, we can go through all, is it poetry? We can go through all, we got to determine that. We got to, uh, the literary style, the literary genre. Then after we determine that, then we got to figure out how to interpret words and define words and, and understand that the Bible's written in Greek and Hebrew. And we got to, like, there's all of these basic concepts. So, and yeah, we, we could have a whole discussion there, but I just find that, that phrase interesting. They go on to say the finished work of Christ is the lens through which we intend to approach every situation. His burden is easy and light. This means each believer is dead to the law and free from the bondage of performance-based relationship with God. That's, that's interesting. So we're free from the law and we're free from the bondage of a performance-based relationship with God. So our relationship with God is not based on our performance, but that we're, we're, we are dead to the law. What, 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 what exactly, I mean, how, what do they mean by that? That raises lots of questions. This, they do not have a doctrinal statement. They, there's no doctrinal statement. Uh, they have videos. They have a store. Uh, they have a store. I guess you can buy. Uh, wait, what is this? Okay. Well, all right. I, 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 I'm telling you, I do. Th- I'm doing things wrong in the podcasting world. I, I want you. I want you to just realize I'm an idiot. I am a complete idiot. Because even though they're not ranked in the top ten percent on the global, uh, uh, you know, as a as a podcast, uh, you know, on the global charts, they they have a store. Okay, I can buy an all grace, no law, men's swoop t-shirt for $37. I can buy an all grace iPhone case for $18.50. I can buy all grace, no law, snapback hat for $25. I can buy an all grace, no law embroidered beanie for $22.50. I can buy an all grace, no law men's joggers. I guess they're like pants you could wear for jogging for $49.99. I could buy an all grace, no law unisex tri-blend t-shirt for $33.50. I could buy a hat that says Jesus is king for $26. I could buy a Believe Women's Fleece Pullover for $35.50. I could buy a Believe Women's Relaxed T-shirt for $27.50. I could buy a Believe Women's Hoodie for $36.50. I could buy a Jesus Instead men's long sleeve shirt for $26.50. And I could buy Jesus is King men's t-shirt for $25.50. Or I could buy a Just Trust Jesus men's hoodie for $39. So I can buy some of their merchandise. I need to create some Theology Central merchandise and make me some money is what I need to do. I really do. I mean, I could, I could, I could, I could expand this podcast. I could buy better equipment. I, I mean, I could, I, I could. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's so much I could do. But, uh, but no, I, I don't have a store. So that's just fascinating. I thought maybe the store was going to be like books, you know, study guides. I, I thought it was going to be something like, you know, here's some, here's our, here's a study guide on our theology. Here's a study guide on our doctrinal statement, but no, it's all just clothing. And well, I guess an iPhone case is not clothing. It's hats, a beanie and clothing. And it appears, I mean, I don't know who the, the individuals they have modeling the clothing. Maybe, maybe they're just people who I don't know where they got the people to model this stuff from. Maybe they're part of the staff. I don't know. I mean, they got a staff, I guess. They got a team. Um, 
Let's see here. Um, let's see. Art, hang on. I'm going to go to about, they have a thing called our team. Let's see here. All right. They have, wow, they have an entire team. Uh, and I may, I'm going to, I possibly, I'm going to mispronounce some of these names, but that's okay. Hector Calderon. He's the podcast co-host. Tyler McGirt, McGirt, Tyler McGirt is the founder. Uriah Crawford is the podcast co-host. So they have a team. They have a team. Uh, it looks like they are on TikTok. They're on YouTube. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. I mean, they they've got they got their stuff all figured out. I, I will give them credit there. They 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 seem to know what they're doing. Um, they, they, they're definitely better organized than I am, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's, you can draw your own conclusion. You can draw your own conclusion about the store. I, I, I understand that people get into podcasting because they want to do it as a career and they want to make money and they want to be able to support themselves with it. I understand that. I, I, I will, I guess I will say this, at least they're giving you the podcast episodes for free and they're not placing the podcast episodes behind a paywall. That I will. They're looking to make money by selling merchandise, not by selling their podcast episodes. So I, I will at least give them credit for that. But that's just interesting. So there's a little bit about it again. And, and just so that you know, when I look up the the rankings for a podcast, um, Basically, it's, it's, it's from something called Listen Notes, and then you look it up, and then it gives you uh, your global rank. And so, like, we're in the top 10%, and then this is how it reads, just so that you know where I'm getting my information. Uh, like, it, it will tell you this. Our, our, our global rank is in the top 10%, and then it reads like this. Speaking of Theology Central, this podcast, Speaking of Theology Central, is one of the top 10% most popular shows out of 2,799,472 podcasts globally ranked by Listen Score, the estimated popula- popularity score. And so, and then they have a listen score. They, they have a lot of information here. So that what, that's what I was looking up. And I was only looking that up, try to get some sense because sometimes I'll, I'll come across a podcast and I'll be like, I've never heard of this thing. I, and I'll look it up. I'm like, whoa, wait, they're in the top 5%. They're in the top 1%. They're in the top 2%. Okay. How did I miss this podcast? Well, the reason I've missed this one is obviously it has not reached that level of uh, influence or popularity at this point in time, but their I will give them credit. Their website looks nice. They got a store. I don't know. I, it'd be interesting to know how much money they're making off the store. Like it would be how much did it cost them to produce all of the merchandise, and then how much money they're making uh, from it. it I, I mean, I don't know. I have a friend who has a YouTube channel. I think he was selling T-shirts. Um, I'll have to ask him how much did it cost him to make the shirt. And then how much money does he make per each shirt? And how does he work out shipping and handling? Like, to me, that just seemed like I would be, I, I, I don't know. You, you, can, you can tell me what you think about that. I, um, I'm just sitting there thinking, how much time would that distract me? Like, I'm sitting there, I got to be bringing, I got to be monitoring the orders that are coming in. Then I got to get the product, pack, package the product, then take it somewhere to be delivered and then ensure that the customer got the, the the product in a timely manner. It just seems like that I would be I would stop I wouldn't be focused on podcasting. I'd be focusing on selling merchandise. So I I don't know. But there you have it, the gospel perspective. Now we've taken twenty three minutes to give you all of that background. You see why these reviews take forever. But remember, the reason we are doing this is this is the podcast that was being obviously seriously criticized and seriously condemned by the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. I am glad the Fundamental Baptist Podcast let one of my listeners know what podcast they were talking about. I think they should have, if they were going to do a fair review, they should have been playing the actual audio. So what I did is I went to the, the Gospel Perspective website, and I was just looking, and they have an episode on repentance. And I'm like, well, that... Looks like that could be interesting. And the reason why is there's much disagreement in the world of Christianity about repentance. So let's listen to the gospel perspective, talk about repentance. We'll try to figure out what we agree with, what we disagree with. Most importantly, we'll try to understand from what perspective 
they are coming at this subject from, and then, well, you'll be aware of it, and maybe you're going to hear a perspective on repentance you've never considered. When you think about repentance, if you were to take a piece of paper right now and write down what you believe is the biblical doctrine of repentance, what would you write? And is it going, is, and what you, what you would write down, is it, anything close to what we are about to hear. That's what we're going to find out. We are going to review probably a couple of episodes from the gospel perspective because I really want to find the content that was being so criticized by the Fundamental Baptist podcast. So that's what we're going to do. Hopefully this will be beneficial and helpful. Again, we're already 25 minutes, so we're not going to get far, but that's okay. The episode itself is only 33 minutes. So that's good, but I know that sounds like, well, that shouldn't take you long to review. A 33-minute program can literally take two to three hours to review, depending on how much I interrupt and what we're going to find. But we'll just see how far we'll get, and we'll, we'll see if people want to hear more, and we'll, we'll, just, we'll just see what happens. Are you ready? Here we go. The Gospel Perspective. Uh, and if you want to find their website so that you can look up and you can look up the store, thegospelperspective.com thegospelperspective.com. They were criticized by the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. I think if you're going to criticize someone, you got to give them a fair hearing. So we're going to give them a fair hearing on the subject of repentance and see what their perspective is. Here we go. Hello, everybody. This is Tyler McGirt with the Gospel Perspective Podcast, and I'm here with my co-hosts Uriah Crawford and Hector Calderon, and we're excited to bring you the last episode of Season 1. Yes, this is Episode 8, and we're going to discuss in this episode the topic of repentance from a grace-based perspective, from the Gospel Perspective, and we hope you enjoy it, and we're going to start it right now. Okay, interesting. They break their episodes into seasons. And did he say season one was what, episode eight? I got to listen to that again. I got to back that up. I was getting distracted because I'm getting all these notifications um, from people. So I got, I got to, I'm going to back this up. Here we go. All right. I'm going to back this up. We're going to listen to that again because that's, I, I have to laugh a little bit here. You'll, you'll see why in a minute. All right, here we go. Hello, everybody. This is Tyler McGirt with the Gospel Perspective Podcast, and I'm here with my co-hosts Uriah Crawford and Hector Calderon, and we're excited to bring you the last episode of Season 1. Yes, this is Episode 8, and we're going to discuss in this episode the topic of repentance from a grace-based perspective, from the Gospel Perspective, and we hope you enjoy it, and we're going to start it right now. Now... I have to laugh because they have eight episodes in season one. I I have to laugh because we can knock out eight episodes in like two days here in the Theology Central. And when I say we, I, it's just me. I can do eight episodes literally in two two days. I, I There's plenty of times I've done four episodes in one day, four episodes another day. We've done episodes in two days. They did eight episodes an entire season. So here, now I'm just going to give my personal insight here. Here's what I'm going to look for. Now, for you as the podcast listener, I don't know how you judge your podcast. I don't know how you what you, how you approach them. I know a lot of people criticize the way I do things. So, so any criticism I'm going to put forth here, other people would say, no, they're doing it right. You're doing it wrong. But from my perspective, it just seems weird to me that eight episodes, you got three people, you have three people and you can only get eight episodes in a season. How long did the season last? If I had three people, as a part of my podcast, I hope we would be doing eight episodes a day. If I had three people, I hope we would be doing eight episodes every single day. I hope we would be doing 16 episodes every day. I would be like, okay, I'm going to the church from this hour to this hour. Then when I leave, you come walking in, you sit down in front of the microphone, and then you're here for another four hours. Then our third uh, co-host will come in, and then they will do four hours. I would be like, we've got three people Man, we're going to turn this into the Theology Central 24-7 live broadcast. That's what I would do. If I had three people, man, 
I would, that's all we would be doing. It would be like, okay. In fact, I'd be like, okay, I'll be in this part of the church. You be in the other part. We'll be, we'll be doing a live broadcast at the same time. We'll, we'll do multiple live broadcasts. We'll have multiple channels. <laughs> I, I would go crazy if I had that. So it's just weird. Three people, eight episodes, <laughs> one season. So here's what I was going to say. I'm going to be looking at, so since they obviously are going to probably just be releasing one episode, maybe every week, every other week, I like to hear what that sounds like. Okay, because because some people would say, if you would only do one or two episodes, say a month, you probably would do a better job. The quality of your episodes would be better. And that is a legitimate criticism of what I do because I do so many. Some people would say, well, you probably would not make as many mistakes. You could probably do better. And there's probably some legitimate criticism. So what I like to hear is, okay, here's the epi- here's the podcast that are supposedly doing it the right way. All right. So what does the right way sound like? I'm going to be interesting to see that because they're dealing with the subject of repentance. They've got three people and they're going to do it in 32 minutes. I don't even know how that's humanly possible. Now, I know, I, in fact, I just got an email the other day. Some people don't like the fact that just land the plane, get to the point. Start. I get criticized all the time because I go too long. But can you do repentance in 32 minutes? Can you? I mean, I don't even know that's humanly possible. But let's see what they do. Here we go. You are listening to the Gospel Perspective Podcast, a media ministry focusing on the new covenant and the message of the grace of God through faith in Jesus plus nothing. You can find more of our resources on thegospelperspective.com. Thanks for listening. Repentance, the concept of repentance, you know, it's it's a cultural, we have a cultural concept of repentance. When Jesus first said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, it means something totally different than what we say now when we mean repent. When we say repent now, we're reminded, I mean, the first thing that pops up into people's heads, Americans' heads, 2021 is probably a street preacher saying repent or turn or burn, or something like that, you know? And I remember, that's another story, uh, Tyler, where you used to go out and with the signs. Did you ever go out there with me? No. I no? never went oh, out there. No. man. Dude, that wasn't my had, thing. I, I, I just, it wasn't my thing, but I had to. <laughs> it was only a few people that did it, but they had these gnarly signs, man. It's like, repent, you know, or turn from your sins, or you were burned in hell, and stuff like, dude. And it was, and it was this, they, they called it the, what street preaching ministry or something like that. The street yes. preaching ministry. I think even after I left like that, I don't think I was able ever able to get rid of that. I think even after I left, it was still there, you know, or is it yep. still there when you guys? <laughs> yep. Yep. Really? It, it's not, it's not going on now. Okay. So, so essentially, you know, uh, pastor just let it die on its own. Like he didn't promote it, didn't talk about it. He didn't condemn it or anything of that nature. Didn't say don't do it. He just didn't promote it. So, you know, eventually he just got tired of doing it. You know, no recognition, you know, and uh, I don't know if it was COVID or, you know, some winter, but uh, yeah, it died off. Like I am, like I, I tried not to promote it or anything, but like somebody would always promote it. You know, somebody would always, <laughs> this Saturday, you know, we're going to be out in the corner, you know, with our signs. That That is just horrible. So, you know, when you think of repentance, that's what. Okay, so this is an interesting way. I, I would not have thought. I mean, this is one of the reasons I love listening to so many different things, because I, this is an interesting way to start. Just starting off with a very personal story about street ministry and that, that a lot of people associate the word repent with someone on the street corner with a big sign saying, repent. I, 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 that's an interesting perspective. I 
don't think I would have ever associated the word repent with, uh, okay, someone just asked, Jesus uh, repent meant something different than repent today. That, yeah, I think, I think what they're claiming, it, it, it sounds like, I mean, if we, if we, remove all of the other discussion about whatever this ministry it's really weird it's almost like we're listening to like like a convert where we're we're eavesdropping onto a conversation that we don't really have the context on so it's a really weird way to start a, a podcast it's almost like hey we're going to be talking about they do all the professional intro we're going to be talking about repentance today and then when they start it's almost like these guys are talking about something that we don't really know what they're talking about they're talking about some street ministry somewhere where they had big gnarly signs. They didn't really tell. I guess the sign just said repent. And I guess then a pastor comes along who didn't condemn it, but didn't. It's like, we don't really know what's going. It's really weird. We're just like listening to some guys talk about something. But yes, they seem to be making the claim that when I open my Bible in Matthew and I see, and Jesus says repent, that that meant something different than the way, and they seem to focus on how American Christians understand repent today, that, that American Christians understand repent in light of street ministries screaming at people to repent. But are the street ministries using the word repent differently than the way Jesus did? Like, it's just weird. And But I, I would never have associated the word repent with street ministries. I, 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 I mean, I just know the word repent is used all the time within Christianity. So what it would, so in other words, is the under, is the average, does the average Christian understand repentance based off some cultural phenomenon of street preaching? Or it would be interesting. Where do Christians get their idea of, of the word repent? Where, where do they get their idea from? It, it would be Maybe that we should we should ask that question for the Discord channel. Everyone in the Discord channel can say when you think of the word repent, where does your where did your idea of repentance where did it come from? What's the origin of your or your idea of repentance? Where did it originate from? I would think it's because something they learned in church. They heard a sermon. They they had a Sunday school lesson. It would be. It would be interesting, but okay. All right, so so we're we're kind of eavesdropping into a conversation about a street ministry that was obviously there, and then there, I guess a pastor came along. He didn't promote it. He didn't condemn it, and it just ended. It just ended. Okay, I, and okay. All right, so let, let's continue. What people think nowadays. So when people say, you know, repentance is necessary for salvation, I don't know. I, I don't know what they mean by that, you know? I mean, I think they're meaning like stop sinning or regret your sin or ask for forgiveness. I mean, what do you guys think that people, because I, I that just doesn't understand. I mean, I, I don't understand that. You have to regret your sin or say you will never do it again or actually not never do it again. What does repent mean? Okay, now we're getting into an interesting question. Okay, good. Because this is kind of where I kind of thought they would start. I, th I figured they would start with, okay, here's the subject of repentance, and here's all the different views that are out there about repentance. There's view number one, here's view number two, here's view number three. But it, so they've gone from the, people get their idea from repentance, from basically street preachers and big signs saying repent. And that when he hears people say repentance is required for salvation, he didn't he doesn't know exactly what those people mean. Now, which is kind of interesting because you're the one doing the podcast on repentance. So if you're going to talk about repentance, wouldn't you want to know what those other people meant so that you could offer a fair critique of it? But it does raise an important question. So I'm going to approach it this way. When you hear people say repentance is required for salvation, what do you think they mean? What do you understand that to mean? And in do, if you are listening, because there will be plenty of people listening who will say, absolutely, repentance is required for salvation. I think when people start trying to express what that means, it can get very murky and you're kind of like, wait, what? So I have to turn from my sin? Well, no, you don't have to actually turn from it. You have to just be willing to turn from it. So repentance is just a willingness to turn from my sin. What if I'm willing to turn from my sin and then I believe in Jesus, but then tomorrow I commit the sin that I was willing to turn from? Did I demonstrate that I wasn't truly willing to turn from it? Like, do I have to actually stop doing it? I, these are good questions to ask, 
but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Do they are they going to actually look at these different perspectives, or are they just going to guess what these other perspectives seem to put forth? Let, let's let's see where this plays out. I'm I'm, I'm kind of interested now. Here we go. When people say you have to repent, well, I think the probably the the best known idea or the best known example you know, in the Bible is, is when, when John the Baptist was, you know, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, Bible says, uh, he said, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Um, so you, you get the kind of picture of, of John the Baptist going around telling people to repent. And, and that's not just in Matthew, that's, that's in other places also where John the Baptist is, is telling people to repent. And, uh, the reasoning for the reason for the repentance is for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, I'll be honest, I, I don't completely understand. <laughs> I, I don't know the, the reasoning. I, I don't know how that correlates to today. That, this is a tough one because, I, man, like everybody has a different definition. You know, you talk to five different people, you're going to get five different definitions of repentance. Now, that's, <laughs> I do, ad, I admire anyone who's dealing with the Bible or theology and are willing to go, I don't know what that means. I do admire that because I like, I like honesty because you can either come at everything. I've got it all figured out, or you can just say, Hey, I, I don't know. And I do, I try to do the same thing many times. I don't know what in the world's going on and I am confused by it, but it, I will agree. Well, they, they didn't say this. I would say I, I am greatly bothered and it greatly, once again, it's discouraging to me that you could ask five different Christians, what is repentance, and get 35 different answers. It is sometimes so frustrating, like something so basic, repentance, and nobody can agree on it. Rep there's so many things like that within Christianity that there's so little agreement upon. And that just bo it bothers me every single day. I don't know how it doesn't bother everyone. So many Christians just like, ah, who cares? I don't care if everybody disagrees. I don't, it should bother us. We're supposed to be using the same book, right? We're supposed to be using the same Bible. And if we can't come to agreement on basic things like repentance, then now either we can't come to an agreement because the biblical information about repentance is so confusing or we're ignoring the biblical information and coming up with our own definition. Like there's got to be a reason why we can't come to an understanding. But um, all right. So th they don't know exactly what it, me it means in the Bible, it seems, or how that applies to today. I think maybe that's more their idea. All right. So I, we know what John the Baptist was telling people to repent. But what does that mean for us today? Right, that's a good question. They've acknowledged that there is so many different definitions. That is true. Um, all right. Let's let's. Let's let's see where we go with this. The reason is different is just because the cultural concept of it now, you know, if you go back to the original, you know, if you go back into the Hebrew and Aramaic and, um, you know, um, that the Bible was written in, you see that this word, it, it simply means a change of mind. You know, it, it, it's re repentance. It's is a common. It was a common word and it is something common and natural that happens to us every day. We change our mind about things every day. You know, repentance is to um, is to turn your mind is to change your mind is to change your your view to have a thought change perspective change, is your, to change your worldview. That's that's what, um you know. OK, now. So they're, they're going to go from the side that repentance is nothing more than a change of mind. Now, typically what you'll hear others who may kind of go for a, a stronger definition will say something like this. Repentance is a change of mind that leads to a change of action. If you don't have the change of action, then you didn't really change your mind. So, so many will start off with that. Now, I, I, what I would prefer, he talked about a, a Hebrew um, and Aramaic. He didn't mention Greek. But the first occurrence of repentance in the New Testament is found in the book of Matthew. Uh, the book of Matthew, and let's see here, where's the first time we, we see it here? Um, we'll just go with Matthew 4.17. It may, it, may, it may show up before this, um, but uh, Matthew 4.17 4, Matthew is the first time Jesus uses the word. Uh, Matthew 4.17 from that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, just 
because I, when, when someone says, here's what, here's, the word simply means this. When someone says the word simply means this, what should follow after they say that is then giving you the correct information of, about the word. So let's go to Matthew. I'm going to open up the Blue Letter Bible app. And I do this on purpose, right? A lot of times people have criticized me. I get lots of emails criticizing the way I do this, that I open up the Blue Letter Bible app and then I play the word. And a lot of people are like, that's just, that's so stupid. Why do you do that? Because I'm trying to show you that when you listen to a Christian podcast or a sermon and they tell you, here's what the Greek word is and here's what it means. No, 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 no. They... (laughs) Don't just buy into that. Look it up for yourself. So I always look it up. So then you don't, you don't, you don't hear me tell you what the Greek word is. You hear someone else tell you what the Greek word is. You, you know the source to go look it up. It's, I'm trying to equip you so that when you listen, because everyone claims to what a, the Greek word is about repentance. Everyone, just like with baptism, everyone claims here's what the word is and here's what it means. But you got to look things up for yourself. But okay, so Matthew chapter four, verse 17. So I'm in the Blue Letter Bible app. I'm just going to click on the verse. I'm going to open up the interlinear. I'm going to turn up the volume here. And the word repent is this Greek word. Strong's G 3340, metanaeo. 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 Metanaeo means... It's used 34 times. Metanaeo is used 34 times. It's translated all 34 times, repent, at least in the King James. It's a definition. Metanaeo means uh, to think differently or afterwards reconsider, uh, morally feel compunction. Uh, Let's see here. Repent. The outline of biblical usage, to change one's mind, to repent, to change one's mind for better, Hartly to amend with abhorrence of one's past sins. Now, I want you to see that right here. They just said repentance just means a change of mind. Just means a change of mind. But immediately when I'm looking in the interlinear, the second point in the outline of biblical usage means hartly to amend with abhorrence of one's past sins. That seems to go beyond simply a change of mind. I mean, it's right there. And that's coming, that's literally coming from Thayer's Greek lexicon, all right? Uh, and uh, Greek, uh, Thayer's Greek lexicon has to feel sorry that one has done this. And, and they, they go on and, and go into greater detail here. Repentance, then they have underneath the outline of biblical usage, repentance, uh, metanaeo, means to change of mind involves a turning with contrition from sin to God. So they're, they're, the, the, the interlinear is adding more than simply a change of mind. See, and that's what drives me crazy. Why in a Christian podcast, don't just say it's simply a change of mind. You're going to give everyone all of the information. You're going to give everyone all the, because what's important is not your theology. What is important is not your system. What is important is the truth. Because you can say whatever you want on a Christian podcast, but there's a good chance that your listeners will actually do the work necessary. And if they don't do the work necessary, they need to be taught to do the work necessary. It seems to go beyond simply a change of mind. It seems to involve an abhorrence to one's sin. It seems to involve a contrition from sin. It seems to involve a turning from or a turning to. Now, how does that work? Now, that raises some serious questions. I'll be the first to acknowledge the problems that presents. If you tell, so you've got to repent in order to be saved. Well, wait a minute. Okay, so I've got to repent. So I've got to, I've got to change my mind. I've got to feel abhorrence and I've got to hate my sin. I have to turn, like you, you start playing that out. It's going to raise a lot of questions in people's mind. Well, did I do this? Am I saved? Am I not saved? It raises plenty of questions. And I understand the problems that arises from it. But here's the thing. You find truth not simply, okay, you look for truth, not, you don't simply look for a simple answer. Some people just want certainty. They want a simple answer. They're not willing to deal with all of the difficulties. 
I don't care what theology you're, you're looking at right now in, 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 on our study in Romans, we're about to come to Romans chapter 9, 10, and 11. And if you don't think that those three chapters are filled with a bazillion major issues and controversies and difficulties, then you're crazy. The problem is many preachers will preach it like it's very simple. Very it, People want certainty. They want, they want a simple answer. But no, we've got to be willing to deal with that. Repentance seems to involve a lot of possible different things. So how does that then work? when we apply it to the doctrine of salvation? That's the question. Does, what, what's required? What's not required? How do you know? Like, there's a lot of things. So they're just focusing on the change of mind. And uh, there's, no, there's no question that repentance involves a change of mind. There's no question about it. But does it also include other things? And if it includes other things, then how does that apply to salvation? Let's continue. Yesterday, I thought I was wearing a black shirt. I come to find out in the afternoon, it wasn't a black shirt. It was a, a dark blue shirt. You know, I, I was repented. I'm like, oh man, it wasn't, I guess it wasn't. I changed my mind about it. Furthermore, the definition is, you know, is a, um, it's a change of mind that causes uh, a change in direction that will cause a change of direction. But that's because of your change mind, of that change concept. So most of us um, or most people correlate repentance with changing your direction, but that's not really an accurate definition of repentance. The accurate definition of repentance is changing your mind. And that change. What, what I can't stand here is don't tell everyone what an accurate definition is. Have everyone look it up with you. Have everyone look it up. Hey, I mean, anyone listening to you, they're obviously, they have access to the internet because they're listening to you. Just tell them, hey, go download the Blue Letter Bible app. Look it up. Here's the first Greek word we're going to look at. And then is he referring to the, is he saying the Hebrew? That he say, is he saying that the word repent and repentance is always the same Greek word, always the same Hebrew word, and they always mean the exact same thing, nothing more than a change of mind? That's all that they ever mean? Is that is that the claim? Well, then... Spend some time going, here's the Hebrew words, here's the Greek words, go, let's look them up. And then he could just walk them through. Like, that would be tedious, yes. And yes, your episode couldn't be done in 30 minutes. I agree. But do you want people to understand repentance or do you want people to understand your perspective on repentance? That's something I always try to ask myself when I preach or when I do a podcast episode. Do I want people to understand the truth about something? Do I want people to understand the concept or do I want them simply to understand my perspective? I can give you my perspective. Well, I still probably couldn't do it in 30 minutes, but hopefully you don't want just my perspective. You're, you're like, oh, we're going to talk about repentance. You want to know everything about the word. You, you want to know that. So it's just, he's just being dogmatic. It doesn't mean anything else, just a change of mind. Like I thought I had a I thought I had a black shirt on. Come to find out I had a blue shirt. I changed my mind. I repented. That's just a change of mind. Now there's no question that is a major emphasis in the word. No one can deny that. That seems to be factual. But what about the part that seems to go beyond that? How do we understand that, especially as it relates to salvation? Because you're gonna get into a major mess, right? Okay, you wanna be a Christian? Repent. You got to turn from your sins. Okay, so I, do I have to turn from my sins now? Well, no, you don't have to turn now. But if you we don't see enough turning later, then that proves you were never saved. Well, then why wouldn't I just do the turning? Yeah, that, that yeah, it, it begins to fall apart, and then you you almost end up in a workspace system. Yeah, there, there's lots of questions that could be raised here. Let, let's see what they do with any of these questions. Change of mind causes a change in direction. So it's a so it's a it's a little. Um, uh, difference than just a, a change in direction. I think people think that, you know, repentance is you turn away from your sin. I mean, I don't know about that. I think it could cause you to turn away from your sin, but that's not what repentance is. There's there's a bunch of different examples in the Bible. You know, in the, the Old Testament, the Bible says that God did not lead uh, the children of Israel through the land of the Philistines, through the land of these warriors. And, and the reasoning was, the Bible says, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. So they're going to change their mind about leaving Egypt and, 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 and say, you know what, Egypt was a good thing. You, you see later that um, 
that Moses. Okay, he kind of he kind of glossed over that. That example is they're going to change their mind and they're going to return back to Egypt. The whole point was they would return to Egypt. So that would have a change of mind and a change of direction in that example. He just kind of, he just, he, he, he read it or, or he, he made it and he's not even giving the reference again. Once again, why wouldn't you give the reference and have everyone look it up? I mean, I know these, I'm not trying to be nitpicky, but I'm just saying you're dealing with such a major theological issue. If you can say, well, in the Old Testament, God did not bring the children of Israel through this land because they would see the warriors, they would see the danger, and then they would repent and go back to Egypt. Well, see, they changed their mind. No, that means they would change their mind and they were going to change their direction. That means the repentance would involve both concepts in that example. So now, how does that apply to salvation? How, does, how do we understand that? that? That's, oh, okay, here we go. He's going to give another example is speaking to God and, and says, turn from thy fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people. So here you've got Moses asking God to repent. And he's obviously God is not sinning, but Moses is asking God, God, I know you're upset with these people because of their sin, but I'm, I'm asking you to change your mind from doing harm against his people. So over and over, you see repentance in the Old Testament, but it is simply but wouldn't that be change your mind and change your action? Wouldn't that involve a change of action? Now he's getting ready to say in the Old Testament, it simply is. And let's see what he said. So in his mind, in the Old Testament, it simply is. And what is he going to say? It simply is. A changing of mind. It's actually something you experience. And see, now he just said in the Old Testament, it's simply a change of mind. That's all it is. It's simply a change of mind. But he just gave two examples that would involve not only the change of mind, but a change of direction, a change of action. So he just made, he made references and, and oh, okay. He, he made references, actually give us the scripture so that we can go look it up and see, does that just simply mean a change of mind? Does it simply mean a change of mind? What, what? Like you, you got to do a better job than this. You got to do a better job than this because because this is a such a serious subject. All right, man, we're at fifty seven minutes. Oh man, okay, here we go. And I think that's the difference between just saying change your mind as opposed to repentance. It is a biblical word, and and I think that it is a doctrine, um, but it's not what we make it out to be because of the con uh, of the of the culture that we live in. You know, it totally has has blurred those those lines. Because, yeah, he's blaming the culture. <laughs> he's blaming that it's the culture that messed up our thinking on repentance. But he's going to the Bible. They keep making references to scriptures that seem to be maybe more in line with how the culture thinks. He's not done a very good day, I should say, have not done a very good job of saying, see, the Bible goes against the culture. They seeming to be referring to scripture that would seem to support the cultural idea that repentance is a change of mind and a change of action. Now, I agree. Many people focus on the change of action and not the change of mind, but are both not being demonstrated here? All right, let's, oh man, all right, we're at 58 minutes. Let, let's see, we, we'll, let, we'll go a little bit further here. Here we go. And I can see that. For sure. Um, there, like I said, there's five different, you talk to five different people, you're going to get five different results of what they think repentance is. Um, it's just, it's interesting to me that, you know, when people talk about repentance, it's something that you do on purpose rather than something that happens to you. When we see that the gospel perspective is everything about the gospel is something that happens to you after one moment of just agreeing with God. Exactly. You know, but I want to first go to like, because I, I, like I, like I said before, I hear repentance and I hear people's definition. Okay. What we're going to do, we're going to have to come back in just a minute and then we're going to have to continue the review. I wanted to do this in one episode, but I, I should have known it was never going to work. All right. But here we go. So we're going to stop at the eight minute and 31 second mark. Eight minutes and 31 seconds. Now, they keep blaming the culture, blaming the culture. It's the culture that got it wrong. And now the church has got it wrong because of the culture. I just, I don't know if I ever 
got any concept of repentance from the culture. That's just such a weird claim, right? Like the church got it all wrong because they listened to the culture and the culture said, hey guys, this is what repentance is. It's such a weird claim to me. It's a weird claim. So here, here's what I want you to see. So I just, I, while, while I was listening to that, I looked over and well, there's a Bible dictionary because in our church, I'll, 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 there's usually a Bible dictionary in almost every pew because I constantly have people look things up. I know another weird thing uh, that I do, but here we go. Repentance, Bible dictionary, page, what page are we on? Page 1077, yeah, 1077, repentance. Here we go. Are you ready? This is how the Bible dictionary defines it. A turning away from sin, disobedience, or rebellion, and a turning back to God. See, that's not from the culture. That's from a Bible dictionary. Now, now maybe they're going to claim that the Bible dictionary has been corrupted by the culture, but I don't think so. There's some reason. So a turning away from sin... So this is what repentance is. It's a turning away from sin, disobedience, rebellion, a turning back to God. And then they give, uh, well, they give Matthew 9, 13 as an example here. Let's just look at it. Matthew 9, 13. We'll just look at it. Matthew 9, 13. And we'll actually read it. Matthew 9, 13. I know what a crazy idea, right? Isn't it crazy to actually stop and look up the reference? Matthew 9, 13. But, but ye go and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice for I'm not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now, to be fair, I don't know why the Bible dictionary would use that scripture as proof of what they're claiming because that doesn't actually, to me, prove what the Bible dictionary is claiming because that doesn't say, that doesn't define what repentance is. He says, I'm gonna call people to repentance. It doesn't say that it's a turning away from anything. It doesn't say it's a change of mind. So they're, they, in the Bible dictionary case, they're giving it their definition and then they're just quoting a scripture. In the podcast, they're giving their definition and then referencing scriptures that actually in some cases could be argued against their definition, which is confusing. What is repentance? What is repentance? I'm going to throw out a theory right here, an idea. That will be somewhat controversial. We've, tell, we've dealt with this in previous episodes, previous podcast episodes, but I'm just going to throw this out there. When we, when we talk about repentance, is it possible that there's really two concepts of repentance at work? And this is what leads to so much confusion and disagreement within the body of Christ. Is it possible that there is a repentance that is required for salvation? But that repentance that is required for salvation simply involves a change of mind. You change your mind about God because you're not a believer. Now you're changing your mind and you're like, I believe and acknowledge that God does exist. I acknowledge that he is holy. I believe that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, and I've changed my mind about Christ and I'll believe in him and accept his sacrificial work on the cross. I change my mind about myself and acknowledge that I am a sinner. I change my mind about sin and realize that God hates sin and it is wrong. So that salvation involves repentance as far as a change of mind, because it has to be, I mean, you have to change your mind. You go from someone who rejects God to someone who accepts God. You, you go someone who rejects the gospel to someone who accepts the gospel. You go, I mean, you've got to change. I mean, obviously, if you're turning to Christ for salvation, you've changed your mind about sin. You now realize that you are a sinner and that that sin makes you deserving of condemnation and judgment. So clearly in salvation, repentance is required, but it's a change of mind. But is it not possible that there is then a repentance that not only, not, not only is there a repentance for salvation, there is a repentance for sanctification, all right? Or can we say there is a repentance for justification and there's a repentance for sanctification? Is that, is that a better way? What I mean by that is there a repentance that brings you in to Christianity, and then there's a repentance for your Christian life. And that repentance involves more than just a change of mind. It involves a change of mind and a turning from. The only problem is if I say the turning from, uh, and, and 
is applied to the sal- to the repentance for salvation or for justification. Now here, this is where it get, would get messy. You've got to be, so because we, we play these games, you've got to be willing to turn from your sin. But again, how, how willing do I have to be? How, what, because when you first get saved, you can be like, yeah, I'm willing to turn from all of my sin. And then five minutes later, you're going right back to the very sin because you're going to continue to sin your whole Christian life. So is it just a willingness? How do you even, how do you even measure willingness? How do you even judge it? Some people say, well, it's a willingness that leads to a change of action. And then you won't know that you're truly saved until the change of action manifests itself. Well, you see the problem there. Well, when someone says, well, I believe in Jesus. Well, okay, we can't say you're saved yet. Why? Well, okay, we got to see if your repentance is genuine. Well, how will I know my repentance is genuine? Well, it's got to manifest itself a change of life. Well, how much change of life must be present before I know that I'm saved? Now that begins to fall apart. I think that there's a repentance for justification, for salvation. And then there's a repentance for my sanctification, which involves that change of mind, change of action, trying to struggle, trying to turn from sin. And it's an ongoing thing where their repentance is a daily thing. Now it's something you have to do every single day. I'm constantly repenting, changing my mind, fighting, turning, trying to turn from disobedience, turning to God. And it's something that lasts all the way to the point of glorification. I think there's two aspects to repentance. Well, we'll stop right there. All right. Um, that's, we're at eight minutes and 31 seconds. We'll back it up to the eight minute mark and then we'll, in the next episode, in fact, I'll just, I'm going to turn just around. I'm going to stop everything and then immediately turn around and we'll just do part, we'll do the next part. It won't be part two. It'll be part, whatever part we're on, eight, nine, whatever part we're on right now. Um, it'll be the next episode. And so just stick around and we'll be back on the air shortly. But if you have any questions or thoughts on the subject of repentance, email me newsif at yahoo.com newsif at yahoo.com. I'm very interested to see if they do a better job of really trying to, to prove their definition. Their definition is just to change your mind. That's all it is. But I think that does the Bible seem to imply that it involves more than that? Well, they just gave scriptural examples where it clearly involves more than just to change your mind. The, the one about Israel, hey, I'm not going to take you through this land because you're going to see the danger and you're going to repent and go back to Egypt. That involves a change of mind and a change of direction. So uh, we'll see what they do with this. All right, we'll stop right there. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can email me, newsif at yahoo.com. We'll be back on the air here shortly. God bless.